0: All right, welcome back to Chatty Potter, Harry Potter fans. I'm really excited for this episode, and I hope you are too. Today, my friend Mel joins me, and we're going to be talking about plot holes and things that don't make sense in Harry Potter, as well as Draco Talk and Shifting, which are totally alien concepts to me. Uh, But I'm excited to jump into it. Before we do that, just remember you can support me and the podcast on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash chattypotter, and it's only £5 a month. You get these podcast episodes early, as well as a bunch of exclusive Harry Potter Harry Potter content from me, including a brand new animated series that I'm working on. You can get progress updates over on patreon.com slash chattypotter. But without further ado, let's jump into the podcast episode. All right, Mel, thanks for joining me. Do you want to um, start by talking about yourself, your content, what you do on the internet?
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Um, Well, I am on TikTok That's my only social media and uh, I make pretty odd content to say the least. Most of it is about Snape Uh, (laughs) um, and sometimes the marauders, but most of the time I'm I'm one of these people that I love to get a reaction from people. I thrive on other people, you know, being pressed by my content. So I just, I, I tend to verge on the, uh, you know, making fun of the Marauders or saying something just to get reaction because I just love it. I just love it.
0: (laughs) That's contentious on Harry Potter TikTok.
1: Exactly. I I live life on the edge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. Also, starting that description with I make odd content. Feel like you need to work on your elevator pitch. Like, that is an unusual (laughs) adjective to start off with. How do you make fun of the Marauders? I'm intrigued now. What sort of things go to the best reaction?
1: It's just, do you know what? It's not even... You you barely have to say anything to get a reaction, especially on that side of TikTok. So, uh, you know, if I just said James was a bully, that's that's enough. That's enough to get a reaction. Um,
0: That's quite commonly held thought, though, like. Yeah, it is. It is.
1: But or at least I thought it was, until mm. I started saying that, and then uh, people jumped on me. So I was like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> but I like it, so it's
0: fine. I was going to say, hopefully not with much malice or anything too heavy, just oh, no, jovial no, no. somewhat. Oh, yeah, um, no. Okay, cool. So Snape stuff, Marauder stuff, mm-hmm. um, Harry Potter in general. And is yes. it all just like, uh, for want of a better word, is it all just trolling the fandom or...?
1: It's not all trolling, no. I mean, sometimes... I could make more serious stuff, but this is kind of rare. Like I will do an edit now and again, that's like all really sad. And I'm just like, everyone's like, okay, you're making a complete mockery of the system. And then you've just posted a sad edit, more Mm -hmm. mockery, sad edit. It's, I don't know. I'm just completely inconsistent as a human in general. And that just relays into my content as well.
0: Nice. Nothing wrong with that. You got like, (laughs) I at least found like on TikTok, um, You've got to try loads of different things till you figure out what fits, right? So, oh yeah, dude, no harm in jumping back and forth between ideas. (laughs) Um, so why, why Harry Potter then? Like, you came to TikTok. Why is it Harry Potter that you decided to make content around?
1: Well, so initially, I I wasn't planning to make content, and it's not it's nothing like I don't see it as like you know a a career path or anything like that. It's just it's just a bit of fun, and I just find it fun. So, um. I didn't go onto TikTok planning to make any content and gain any following at all um it just so happened that I did and um, that's that's the history but um I think it was it was th- literally this time last year uh when kind of Harry Potter TikTok just kicked off right and um I don't know it was because of like not to get onto a deep subject but you know the the thing we all went through with lockdown and covid and mm-hmm. we're all a bit depressed and i don't know like TikTok, and specifically harry potter TikTok in that time really just elevated my mood and then i just kind of thought oh this is fun this is it's just it's like i'm living in this fantasy world for just a period of time sure and so i was like i'll just add to that then i'll just join in and yeah that's that's kind of how it started but um with making content but obviously initially uh harry potter oh i've been a fan of harry potter ever since i can remember um my mum was the first one to introduce me to it she read the books very early on. I think we were talking about it the other day. She said she first read it when she was doing jury service, apparently. Um, Okay. Just to lighten the mood. Um, But yeah, she started reading it and then we started watching them when I was very young. I'd say I was like three when I saw the first one. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just get this such nostalgic feeling, like such warmth when I think specifically about those first films. Mm. Um, and also I think that just is reflected in kind of the visual aspects of those films as well. And then, I don't know, just because I grew, I kind of grew up with it. I wasn't the, the first initial, like... I'd say Potterhead group that I'd say are now in their thirties. Now they literally grew up with the cast, Mm -hmm. but I'm just I'm a little bit behind them. But I still was a child growing up with children in the franchise, and it's um, still
0: like it's still formative, right? If you grow up watching it, it's still gonna be part of your growth process, and and the things that you're exposed to at that age, of course, are gonna whole nostalgic sentiment when you get a little older whether you're oh. in that first generation of pothead or not
1: oh yeah exactly exactly um and so yeah it just it just grew from there and like i as i mentioned to you i haven't read the books I uh, haven't even, i've started Yet. but i haven't finished yeah yeah i'm midway well midway through one <laughs> um but i i didn't know anything about each film before it came out so it was like a big thing um and we got like a whole family group together i had my godparents come like it was just like this big all all to do around harry potter we'd all meet up every time a film would come out and we'd watch it and most of them already knew it was going to happen but none of them ruined it for me so every film was such a shock (laughs) especially the last one was just a whole other level of like, I was tra- traumatized, but also like, I don't know how to feel what's going on. Um so, That's yeah.
0: so funny. Cause I, I, I feel like there's loads of things I want to go back to in what you just said, like so many <laughs> different points, but we'll, um, we'll start here. Um I read the books, but I read them so young, I can't remember reading them. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the films, but knew what was going to happen. And so yeah. nothing was really like shocking to me. Yeah. And I feel like when I read the books, I was sort of even though I knew it was happening, I was too young to fully grasp it. So, like, the emotional, like, like serious dying, or... You've seen the movie, so hopefully these yes, aren't spoilers for no. you. <laughs> um, but, like, things like that were just, like, I knew it was going to happen, and I never experienced the emotional, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened moments. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that must be so nice to go through, to, it, to have those moments and to remember them.
1: It was fantastic. Like, I honestly... Even though... I wish I'd have started reading the books earlier because now I'm reading them and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much more that I didn't mm-hmm. know. Um, but I'm, in a way, but I am glad I didn't read them before I watched the films because it's that shock factor of like, oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, this happened. Like at the end of Half-Blood Prince when, you know, I, when Snape kills Dumbledore, I was so shocked. Because yeah, yeah. like at that point I was like, oh, maybe he's good. I, like I had no idea. And then all of a sudden, he's bad again. And it was just such a a mess. And I just didn't understand what was going on, but it was such a shock. And I love, I love the shock of things. Um, Uh And so like, even now, any friend I have who hasn't watched it, I have to sit there and watch all of them with them because I wanna live through their experiences of seeing it for the first time. Oh, um, I totally
0: get that. I, my my last podcast episode that I recorded was with, um I don't know if you follow her on TikTok, she's called Meg Harron. I do, just, I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> I
1: am like sitting there just trying to, refreshing her page every five seconds. I'm like, please uh, give me an update, please.
0: A hundred percent. Like she's she's halfway through the final book at the moment. And so we talked about her predictions and stuff, but it was exactly that. It was like, I, I was saying to her, like, I love your content because I just live vicariously through you. Like your mm-hmm. reactions to everything, and then her, like her predictions in the podcast were so funny as well um and it's just like i just i would love to erase it from my memory so i could experience it all for the first time because it must be yeah. such a great feeling and whilst i think it's lovely reading it watching it for the first time as a kid because it is at least it starts out as a children's series i know it progresses in terms of like maturity and dark, how dark it is and stuff but mm-hmm. there's something to be said for experiencing it as a kid but at the same time i like i want to process those twists and turns and like speculate (laughs) about theories and ideas Mm. as an adult do you know what i mean
1: yeah because you you just you've experienced so much more as an adult and it's great to grow up with these things but there there's so much in harry potter i think you have to have a mature mindset to kind of grasp it in Mm. the level that the author would want you to and um yeah, I think it's really interesting and I I love watching her videos cuz am I'm, I'm it's that thing of just wanting to see someone's reaction to the, the main points. Um, 100%.
0: It's like um it's like if you sit down with your friend and you show them a video that you think is funny or whatever on YouTube and you're like mm-hmm. watching their reaction. Yeah. And you're really worried they're not going to like it, but you know that mm-hmm. you know you're going to get the reaction that you want from her because you, it's Harry Potter and we've yeah. had them already and Oh, it's exactly that. It's it's so gratifying to to yeah. live vicariously through <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> her. Um So you said Harry Potter TikTok blew up a year ago-ish, is yes. that right?
1: Yes, it was. I, uh, well, basically, it's centred around Draco Talk, which I'm right. not the biggest fan of, personally, but, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, but that started around the end of August last year and it kind of ran through to like December time. So it was literally like this period of, you know, uh, autumn and winter, like before Christmas and Mm -hmm. around Halloween that everyone was just obsessed with Harry Potter. And it was all over my like for you page. And I was just, I don't know. I was so engrossed. It was quite yeah. odd as an adult to experience that kind of obsession, That's <laughs> but so it funny. was great at the same time. I loved it.
0: Cause I, I joined TikTok in January of this year. So I guess mm-hmm. I just missed that. Yeah. Um, which means that like Harry Potter TikTok was in full flow, which was, you know, great to come to a community that was already like flourishing and had loads of content mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, like I've spoken to a few people actually about Draco Talk before and I just, mm-hmm. how is there enough content to Grasp and like latch onto to make the edits to like pine art. Like I don't feel like he's even that fleshed out as a character. We don't see that many dimensions to him. Like I of all the characters to to be centre to that sort of simping culture, if you will. <laughs> um I have no idea if I'm using that term correctly. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> I I can't. I just I just really struggle to grasp why it's him. Do you know what I mean?
1: yeah i i also don't really understand it either i think possibly this all ties into kind of fan fiction as well because that's true i would assume that it's you know people read fan fiction and it like builds on that character it's obviously not canon but people can take what they like as canon i suppose so i guess that's probably why it became a thing and Yeah, I'm not really sure where that all began. It just I just started seeing it and I was then Tom Felton got involved and I was like, okay,
0: what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. Cause yeah, I guess it must be fanfic. Because I was thinking like, okay, maybe it's like the bad boy thing of like Draco being the antagonist. Uh, But then I'm just like, he's actually he's kind of whiny. Is he like it's not your like James Dean bad boy, is he? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, um, it just, it, cause like I say, cause I missed it. And so I've only heard about it secondhand. And I feel mm-hmm. like it, it, people are saying there's a resurgence of it at the moment. I, and again, that's sort of skipping my it, For You page or something. Maybe I'm not the catchment for it, but.
1: Yeah, it's very, I mean, I kind of expected this to happen because obviously there was like almost like an anniversary date of like when people assumed this started or i don't know i don't know how they remember a specific date but right. it's like the, i think it's like the 22nd of august last year that they said is like the anniversary of draco talk and then like since then on my for you page i've been getting a little bit of draco talk but like mostly harry potter edits and stuff like yeah. that and it's it is like a resurgence almost like an anniversary like oh my god look look at how long it's been since all this happened and yeah, yeah I, I love it.
0: Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, like, I feel like um, me particularly, not so much you, but there's, I've been a bit negative about the whole Draco thing or, or more just like not understanding it mm-hmm. just then, like the Draco talk. But in the same breath, like the the way that people with with presumably very little um, formal knowledge of like video editing are able to edit themselves into these, like, and yourself included, like edit yourself into these scenes, um obviously not the draco scenes for you no. um just to clarify that uh yeah but no. <laughs> like, but people without um like formal education and video editing or like professional background in it to to be able to put those together like fairly well as well mm-hmm. it's bloody impressive
1: yeah that i remember i can't remember her name now so i i'm annoyed i can't name drop but uh <laughs> but there was a girl on TikTok talk last year on Draco Talk and she edited herself so well. She made like this mini series of her being part of like the Death Eaters and basically infiltrating um, Harry and like getting into a relationship with him to basically get information. But she edited herself so well into it that it genuinely looked real. Like I couldn't fault it. I couldn't see any green screen. I was shocked. That's I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, it was it was in- really impressive.
0: Oh my goodness. Um. So besides that, then, so we've talked about your trolling content, and we've talked <laughs> about like yeah. talked about edits and stuff. Is there is there any other like um Harry Potter content that you particularly enjoy consuming or whatever on on TikTok?
1: I honestly anything really. I mean, as I say, I try and avoid uh Draco talk and the Marauders in a way just. Due to the fact that I will get lynched. Well, you're public lynched. enemy number one there. Yeah, I am, I am. It's just because as soon as like people know, like, oh, you you're a Snape stan. Oh, okay, well, I hate you. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, uh, so, um, so you are like a your pro Snape, anti Marauder. Is that right, or is it, is it mainly for the reaction?
1: It's mainly for the reaction. I don't sure. really mean it. Uh, <laughs> Um, I like both. Um, I just, I don't think everything is black and white on mm-hmm. both ends. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I wouldn't yeah, sit course. here and say, oh, like, James Potter is totally bad. Like, Sirius is totally, ba-. you know, like, I or yeah, yeah. the same with Snape. Like, I think they're all, they've all got good things and bad things that they've done and good and bad traits. And like, I don't discount any of those things. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just find it interesting that's all. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, dude, that's totally fair. But um I, yeah, I feel like that's the um your answer of literally anything about Harry Potter you'll consume. I feel like that's just Harry Potter TikTok, right? Like yeah. you just as soon as you're in it you're just like give me every piece of content yeah. about this universe. Yeah. Except I don't understand shifting. There's a whole lot of like oh, shift culture God. and I don't get it.
1: Okay, so I have a few thoughts on this. I just I won't lie initially when it started and like when this whole, cause this started during the first Harry Potter kind of era, I guess, like last year. And, um, I started seeing all this stuff about shifting. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Mm. And so I started looking it up and it's all about putting your conscience into, uh, like another parallel universe of yourself and whatever, either way, um, It's difficult to believe. It's just one of those things that people then say, like, "Oh, but you have to believe it, otherwise it won't happen," and so you can't. You can't really say, "Oh, I don't really believe in it," because then you're like, "Oh, it won't happen." It's it's confusing. I don't get it either. Mm. Um, But you know, full support to anyone who successfully does that if they can, because I'd love to do that. I can't.
0: Yeah, I, I. I mean, fortunately for, I suppose. For me am I not feeling too old and removed from what's you know cool and current <laughs> I, a lot of the discourse doesn't find its way to me it's just the mm. odd mention of it and i'm just like how because my understanding of it was you know, like you go to bed and you wake up at hogwarts and live this life and i'm just like yeah i feel like i've missed i've either missed a step or i've <laughs> yeah. misunderstood no, something no
1: that is exactly how it was introduced to me as well like it just came up and that was literally like oh you you're asleep and you wake up but you're not in your body you're in another body but your conscious is there so it feels real it right. I don't know I don't know but uh yeah I was equally as confused and I yeah. still am to be honest I mean,
0: with you. good I mean good for anyone who can do it yeah. or takes enjoyment out of it like good for them I just I, I can barely fall asleep I don't the moment, have the energy so no <laughs>
1: It's like, as soon as I'm in my bed, I'm like, it's time to sleep. It's not time to attempt to move my conscience somewhere else. I just need to rest.
0: (laughs) Anyway, enough about these sort of um, Harry Potter, I don't even know if it's is it offensive to call them sort of fringe trends within the Mm, fandom. I wouldn't wouldn't say so, no. Um, Anyway, enough of those. Let's get back to sort of the mainstream stuff, the stuff Mm -hmm. that you and I actually know enough to talk about. (laughs) Yes. let's go so you mentioned you're not all the way through the book so we'll just go for films at the moment should we chat through your favorite and least favorite
1: okay so my favorite has got to be half blood prince and that is controversial it is controversial
0: Um, but i also love it
1: yeah a lot of people hate that one like that's most people's least favorite but i don't i think i don't know what it is i think i'm someone who really appreciates uh like the visual aspects of these films like Mm -hmm. that's something i adore like it's one of my main things about it and that's why i love it so much um is the visual effects um are incredible and i don't know what it is about half blood prince but they they just went above and beyond for that the mood was perfect in that Mm -hmm. film and um, like one of my favorite parts about Harry Potter, full stop, is the intros and how they progressively get darker yeah, yeah, as yeah. the series goes on. That's like my favorite thing ever. Um, so yeah, I I'd say Half Blood Prince on that aspect is my favorite, um, and I I do also love the story in that. But yeah, I just the aesthetic of that is just yeah. so good.
0: I think you're right. It is controversial to say that you that Half Blood Prince is your favorite, but I like. I mean, it depends what mood I mean, what my favourite is, but half life Prince is up there for me. And I'll, I'll tell you for why. And I've said this about seven different times in different episodes of this podcast, so anyone who's listened <laughs> to all of them is going to be so bored of me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you've ever seen The Walking Dead. I've seen in it. In The Walking Dead, um, they have what feel like filler episodes. They're very character-centric, but you know when a character has one of those episodes about them. It's to get you emotionally invested them, in them so that when they die or lose someone close to them or whatever... There's the emotional payoff, right? Yeah, and I feel like the Half-Life Prince perfectly sets up the dark side of the Deathly Hallows, like yeah. both of the Deathly Hallows films, in the same way. Like it humanizes, um, like particularly the Golden Trio. Um, it like it fleshes out their like their innocence and their vulnerability, like the fact that they have mm-hmm. teen romances in school and they get jealous yeah. of each other. Like you sort of. I guess because of all the things they've been through in the other films, like you lose sight of the fact that they're sort of still juvenile, still children, and so the half of the Prince reintroduces you to that, so that the Deathly Hallows feel so much more intense. For yes. me, the juxtaposition is is why it's one of my favorites. Plus, yeah. how lighthearted it is. Like when Harry gets high on Felix Felicis, I <laughs> don't laugh that hard through any of the other parts of the other movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, it's definitely got that comedy factor that the others don't have, even though it's in the this dark period. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, it's almost like this, I just get this sense of the characters uh, being shown to try and like alleviate this fear of the thing that they know is coming. Yes. And and that is what makes it more human. Like it's calm just, like, before the storm. And, yes, exactly that. And I don't know why, but I just love that.
0: Oh, dude, right there with you. Yeah. What's your least favourite then?
1: Least favourite is Chamber of Secrets. Um, I love mind. it for nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I will watch it for that nostalgic feeling, but in terms of just a film, eh. You know? <laughs> just, yeah, it's I just, just a know. typical,
0: like, whodunit mystery solve Yeah, it kind movie. of feels
1: a bit like Scooby-Doo.
0: <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, oh, you weren't expecting it the whole time. It was the girl with the diary. Yeah. 100 exactly and then you rip that. the mask off and it's Lord Voldemort like yeah the whole... that, it really that... is like Scooby-Doo actually yeah. I've never made that comparison before <laughs> that's cracking
1: <laughs> yeah no I have thought about that a lot I feel like I've had time to consider that that's a good connection to make yeah no but, definitely
0: yeah. but I feel like it's everyone's least favorite both book and movie or not yeah. everyone's there are a few people obviously who love yeah. them but what's interesting is I feel like whilst it's a lot of people's least favourite, no one dislikes it. Everyone's like, oh, it's still nice. It's still decent. It's just the least good of all of them, which I think <laughs> is rare. Like, in a serial with that many mm-hmm. instalments, particularly one that starts as a children's film and changes yeah. tone so drastically,
1: I think mm-hmm. it's rare
0: for, for none of them to really miss that heavily. Apart from The Goblet yeah. of Fire, it kind of misses quite hard, but there's just yeah. enough to carry it through. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I am uh, gonna. I have no segue to transition here, That's so fine. I'm just going to move. <laughs> um, i can probably think of one. You, uh, we've talked about nostalgia. You like Chamber mm-hmm. of Secrets because it's kind of nostalgic. We're so wrapped up in the nostalgia, we lose sight of the things that don't work. So yes. let's talk about a few things that don't work in Harry Potter. Okay. For example, I'm gonna put a few of them to you, and yep. you can tell me your thoughts. Okay. Owls are pointless if, if you know where where the person you're sending mail to is. Because it's way faster to just flu network to them and hand them a letter than have an owl fly across the country. Yeah. What do we think?
1: I I totally agree with that. I mean, in terms of of just to make it all, I mean, it is all magic at the end of the day, and even flu powder is magic. I don't know, the thing about owls and mail is all like, oh, but it's just cute, you know, because there's an owl coming through your window to give you a package and a letter, but it's not convenient at all. Mm it's just a waste of time. Like you're sitting there for like a week waiting for a response when you could have had it in five minutes.
0: hundred percent. Like surely, uh, some inventor in the wizarding world comes up with the idea of a small portable fireplace to just like hand letters through yeah. like, like a cell phone, but for fireplaces for the flu <laughs> <Yeah>. network.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know why they didn't think of that, but yeah, well. I guess, Cute owls. Cute owls to see off. That's fine.
0: They, yeah, they have redeeming qualities, I suppose, even if they're not the most efficient. Uh, OK, second problem. Um, how does anything ever stay a mystery at Hogwarts when there are so many paintings which can see and talk? For example, how did they not see a basilisk petrifying people? How did they not see Quirrell trying to get into the third floor corridor in the first one at Halloween or release the troll? Does no one talk to the paintings?
1: I had never thought of that, you know?
0: I, neither had I until someone what, put it on TikTok yesterday.
1: Oh, my God. See, there is... So, it's like, obviously, you could always just uh, use the excuse of some kind of magic where they just can't tell you. Like, yeah. that's always... Like, any plot hole in Harry Potter, you always think, oh, yeah, magic. That That's why. Like, just, Yeah, just magic. <laughs> magic solves everything. But, yeah, no, that that does not make sense at all. I mean... Surely, surely they would have said something like they and they could the professors consult the paintings. Yeah, for, literally. For so mystery they're, solving. So they're like, sentient like, in
0: some form, right? Yeah.
1: So like why would they not because they you know they consulted them about Sirius Black. Um but why didn't they do that about anything else? Like literally, oh, anything. we really we have no idea what this creature is that's petrifying these kids. Oh, oh, no clue. Even though this painting's probably like putting his hand up in the background. Like, I know. I literally, literally. saw a this last night.
0: Hundred, <laughs> like <laughs> hundreds of them throughout the castle. Yeah. Yeah. Like baffling, baffling. How does anything stay a mystery? I, I don't know. Like in the Goblet of Fire, how, like, it's Moody going through Snape's cupboard. Surely a painting sees that. Yeah. It's course. in the corridor. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'm glad we're agreed on that. Yeah, um, agree. Final one. And mm-hmm. this one might be somewhat controversial. Okay. How... Is Hagrid a thing? Uh, Like, with a human, small human father and a giantess mother, (laughs) I feel like the only answer is wizarding petri dishes and science.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say uh, turkey baster. Yeah. (laughs) It's about the
0: only feasible answer, I think.
1: Yeah, because that's like... Uh, I don't know, like a Jack Russell and a Great Dane, like it just doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> that is a metaphor I've ever heard. one.
1: <laughs> but I just, don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, logistically, how's that going to work? Not too sure. Um, yeah, I, I think I also have to agree on that one. I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, science, science. science. Is...
0: <laughs> That's fine. When, when the answer isn't magic, it's science, and no, we're it's fine science with that.
1: This time. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I, um, I always finish these episodes by asking guests what I think are quite provocative questions um, okay. about the Harry Potter universe, not just like probing into their life, so we are safe there. <laughs> cool. um, first one being, imagine mm-hmm. you're in charge of Hogwarts, but you have a okay. task, a challenge, and that challenge is to eradicate the school of one of the four houses. You have to get rid of a house. Which one are you picking?
1: Oh, God.
0: See- if you thought Marauder's <laughs> TikTok coming after you was bad, Wait until you pick a house here. They're all going to come for you.
1: See, partially, and I'm literally eradicating myself in this, I would like to say Gryffindor just because there is, just talking from personal experience of this, there's aspects of me that could fit into pretty much every other house. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that sense, I would just say Gryffindor. But then at the same time, if I could you know, rejig the question a little bit, I would just say most, I'd probably just say no houses at all, but it's obviously for the rivalry, but it logistically, no one at 11 is the same as they are when they're 18. You change massively. And like, I would not be a Gryffindor when I was 11. There's no way. So God knows what I would have been. Mm. Um, But I'd be stuck with that. Like I, Obviously, anyone would say, oh, she's saying she's a Gryffindor, but, you know, she could fit into anything. But if I do Pottermore, I come up as Gryffindor every time. So I don't know. Um, That's
0: fair. No, I totally get it. Because I'm like, I took Pottermore when it first came out and I was put in Slytherin. And then I Mm -hmm. did like a bunch of BuzzFeed quizzes as well. And they all put me in Slytherin. So I was like, I guess I'm a Slytherin because that's where everyone's putting me. Um, (laughs) And then as I've gotten older, I'm just like, I feel far less like a Slytherin and far more like a Hufflepuff. Right. Like Mm -hmm. in terms of my traits. Yeah. And yet people don't get resorted so i'm sort of stuck with it like i'm I have to be a slytherin
1: exactly but that's that's the mentality and i think but that's so i just don't think that's right you know like mm. i mean we like at, i don't know if you had it at your schools or whatever like we had houses as well but it's it was never that like deep you know like it was yeah. it was never um such a rivalry between them it's just a bit of banter whereas like in the wizarding world it's such a massive part of who you are or at least yeah, yeah. it seems to be and it's like mcgonagall that, says like, in
0: the first one doesn't she these will this will be your family while you're yeah at
1: and it's it's that kind of like okay so i'm 11 years old i don't really know much of anything right now i'm not saying 11 year olds are stupid that is not what i'm saying i'm just saying you mature a lot as you grow <laughs> <Good> <laughs> and say. change um but What I mean to say is, you you change so much in terms of your personality and Mm -hmm. your morals as you grow up, and therefore I think, in that sense, you shouldn't be sorted at all until you're an adult. But even then, you change, so maybe not sorted at all. Maybe not.
0: No, that's that's fair. I mean, you've totally swerved the question. uh, I know. No houses, (laughs) Uh, but you know, I'll I'll let you have it because it was good reasoning. And like, I, I. I can't remember where it came from. I think I got a DM on Instagram months ago, which has just Mm -hmm. like just flooded back to me since you've been saying that. (laughs) And and basically the the way that it went was like people like Crabbe and Goyle, who have Death Eaters for parents, are sorted into Slytherin, which is known as um, the house where evil people go. And their common room is in the dungeon and they have a a former Death Eater as their head of house. How do you think they're going to turn out? Like you're ostracizing this group of people from 11 and only giving them one path in life, really.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. Because it because it's so detrimental in this universe, uh, from what house you are in, that it's it's ridiculous to put someone into a category and it literally doesn't allow them to kind of escape it. They're just stuck in that and they don't have any growth.
0: Mm-hmm. So then
1: they can't actually mature in the same way that they would if they Hadn't been sorted that young, yeah. Um, because they've been put into this kind of category that is, you know, has a bad connotation already, mm-hmm. so they're just like, Oh, well, I'm bad then,
0: absolutely. It's like echo chamber culture, like, yeah, you're just surrounded by these people, put in yeah. like put in a box, and you're just like, This is who you are, this is who you will continue to be, yeah, I'm left to it, exactly. Um, that got way deeper than i think Did it ever you? has with that question before <laughs> so thank you no great content oh, thank you right. <laughs> um next question you can do magic but you mm-hmm. can only do one spell forever and okay. i'm not letting you have accio because everyone picks accio and i'm bored of it <laughs> so you have I, to pick another one
1: no i i wasn't gonna pick accio actually okay, i was gonna pick Reparo because i am clumsy as hell and i don't answer. have the money to keep buying new things so if i drop my phone and crack it and break the screen and there's glass everywhere, I'd rather just be able to pull out a wand and say Reparo and I don't have to buy another phone. Yeah. That is exactly, that would be the most useful one to me because I break everything.
0: That is a great (laughs) answer and I'll tell you why it's great because that's my answer and I've had it so, so few (laughs) times have I heard people say that so that is fantastic. And um, when you say phone, I presume you mean little portable fireplace that we use for the oh, flu. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cool. I need to check in. <laughs> okay. Final question. <clears throat> Imagine you're on a date and it's going really, really well. You really mm. like the other person. Um, and then they say something about Harry Potter that is enough of a red flag to make you leave out the bathroom window. <sighs> what sort of opinion is that bad for you that you'd just call it a day?
1: I think I'm just, it's just going to have to go with my safest option because there'll be, there be a few. Mm-hmm. But I just say you're
0: going to troll the Marauders TikTok again.
1: Mm. <laughs> I just I just have to say if someone literally was point blank like that Snape is a, a black character. He's not grey. He's not white. He's literally like the worst thing ever. Um, there's no redeeming quality at all. He is like the spawn of Satan, Mm. you know, type thing. That would just be a, and it's, it is coming from a place of, he is my favorite character. I can't help it, but it's also that he isn't just that one thing. There's much, there's so many layers that I think that would just really wind me up.
0: Okay. we should we should never go on a date that is pretty much what i think about snape <laughs> okay great that's great for another episode we're at 35 minutes so i'll have you back okay. and we'll just have a snape debate episode oh my I feel god like. yes yes that'd be so much fun um look mel thank you so much for joining me for this that's episode right. is there anything you want to plug before we wrap up
1: oh god i mean if you like as you said my weird uh intro odd content on harry potter and mostly snape uh then check out my TikTok account, uh, which is Akio Askaban. And yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: No, just to clarify, that's Askaban with an S, right? Yes, not a Z.
1: That was actually a mistake, a spelling error I made and I wanted to change it, but then someone stole that name.
0: Oh no. So
1: now I am just Akio Askaban with an S, not a Z. (laughs)
0: Nice, amazing. Thank you for joining me today. And let's, I'm excited for that Snape debate episode. So let's get that in the diary for sure. Yes,
1: let's do that. Fantastic.